what's going on? Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Podcast. If this is your very first time tuning in, welcome to the family. My name is Melissa Impet and I am the host of this show. I love to invite on passionate people who have a message to share about their journey through health and fitness and becoming their best selves. So I'm pretty much here as a messenger to share all of these messages with you, inspire you, get your little booty to work, working towards building the body of your dreams. I love inviting guests onto the show because I feel like it keeps it super spicy for you guys, like all different stories. So I'm always super excited for guests, but today I'm like extra, extra excited because this is one of my best friends in the entire world. I call her Bay. She is my Bay forever. And I had the opportunity to meet Miss Sarah at a personal training workshop. It was like a day-long workshop where we got to do some like hands-on activities and you know me, I love to say hi to people everywhere I go. So I introduced myself to Sarah. We bonded right away. I knew that I wanted her to be a part of my life forever and I'm so grateful that she is and she's stuck with me forever. This was also like one of the first interviews that I was like interviewing her even though like I already knew the answers to the questions. So it was just really funny but so awesome to be able to pull out all of this information from her and be able to share it with you because there's so many nuggets in here, so much real life shit that you're just gonna love hearing and it's gonna fire you up this Monday morning. So I hope you guys love this episode. Make sure you follow Sarah on Instagram because she's an Instagram queen just like myself. So kick back, enjoy this episode, and I'll catch you guys at the end of the episode. Yay! Thanks for having me. Of course! (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I am Sarah. Um, I'm a personal trainer, a mother of two. And I love, love, love Melissa. <laughs> and- I was going to say Sarah, a.k.a. Bay. She was Bay. the number one Bay that's- ever. Sorry, yes. guys. <laughs> Even across the country. Yes. That's my bestie. <laughs> but um, yes, we bonded over nutrition and fitness. And I'm really excited to share my story. Yeah, hell yeah. Super excited to hear it over and over again. I never get sick of your story. Yeah. So tell us, so how, how did you even get into fitness? Tell us a little bit about the way fitness became such a big part of your life. Oh man. So originally, because it's been a few years now, when I was in 12th grade, my boyfriend dumped me two weeks before prom. Oh my gosh, how heartbreaking. <laughs> and I was so devastated. What am I going to and... do? How am I going to find a prom date right before prom? <laughs> Seriously. I actually ended up going with one of my friends. But I was like, you know, so pissed off. And um, of course, as a lot of us do, I looked at myself. I'm like, okay, so I wasn't good enough. Mm. I wasn't hot enough. You know, you, um, I never was happy with my body anyways. So when that happened, I just automatically turned to myself and was like, okay, there must be something wrong with me. I'm going to, I want to lose weight. Like I was like fed up anyways. Um, so I started running around a pond near my house. Um, I think it's like a mile and a half. So I'd be okay, let me get around two or three times. And I would do that like four times a week. Mind you, I'm still in high school. And, um, and I remember the first run, I just felt the adrenaline going. I felt like it was outdoors, the trees, the scenery, and it was just so therapeutic that I got hooked. Mm. Um, from there I actually turned into a cardio junkie because I was so hooked on like that feeling of like just running and like, you know, my heart rate getting up and, oh man, I, it was so good. I lost 
I dropped a bunch of weight and I was kind of like, haha, look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> look at me Payback's now. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Payback was definitely a bitch because I was fucking hot after that. But, um, you know, like I felt so good. I was like, oh my God, like I can change my body. I can feel good doing this. So that's really where it all started. Like just, you know, from there, just like changing my goal and changing my routine over time. But that's where it all started, really. Wow. So, like, so that like adrenaline rush just like yeah. got you hooked. Yes, exactly. That feel I good. Picturing, I was picturing where I was in 12th grade and I was <laughs> definitely not running around any damn pond. That's for damn sure. Right? Well, and the whole time in high school, all I did was party. All yeah. I did was party, eat out, drink. Not supposed to be drinking, but definitely was drinking. Um, you know, like, and it was, it all comes down to not loving yourself, not mm-hmm you know, taking care of yourself and just finding an, an out from all the stuff that all the BS that's going on. So that's pretty much what was going on. Mm. So what was your life at life like at home? At home? Oh, man, I grew up in a really negative environment at home. There was a lot of depression, mental health illness, and a lot of obsession around food. Mm. <laughs> like I noticed it was like a pattern it still is a pattern in my family, but I'm, you know, grateful that I've broken through from that. But um, I remember growing up and we just would eat. <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. would eat. We're happy, sad, crying, laughing. You're eating. Yeah. And um, I remember me and my sister, like, we would just, we would be home. We weren't allowed to go out a lot as, as young kids. We would be stuck in the house cleaning and we would eat junk food all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there was always, like my mom would, you know, she was struggled financially, but there was always junk food in the house. Mm-hmm. So like all we knew was like eating. And I definitely struggled with binge eating for many years. I would just, especially when I was upset, I would just eat a whole bag of anything, anything. chips, chocolate, doesn't matter anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Like, all this the snack cabinet like rate it and then I would feel like crap after and it was just this like downward cycle all the time like happy sad eat happy sad eat and you know and that's how originally how like I gained a lot of weight and was unhappy with myself low energy just sad yeah so when you started like the whole movement with your running and everything were you paying attention to your nutrition at all I was, but I definitely did not have the knowledge that I have now. I remember eating a lot of salads. Um, yeah, salad. That's the number a lot one thing of, do. <laughs> Like, right? That's all I knew. I'm like, healthy, salad, greens, yes. I guess. This will <laughs> yeah, work. Veggies. Like, it was better than the fried chicken and fresh cake my mom always had at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was a really good cook, so, but like Southern cooking. So fried chicken, biscuits, like heavy you know, heavy foods, comfort, so, food. Yeah, comfort food always. So when I started eating healthy, I'm like, hmm, salad. I don't really know much about this. Maybe yogurt. I don't know. <laughs> Water. The one thing I did do is stop drinking soda. Yeah. That's a big like one. A, I would drink like a liter of soda before I knew any better. So that's pretty much what I did and it worked, but I eventually realized I was skinny fat. Like I wasn't strong. I wasn't doing any resistance, just cardio and salads. So where do you think that you started like learning more about fitness and nutrition? Hmm. Cause this was like definitely way before the idea of like health coaches or oh, yeah. this was even before like Instagram or Facebook. You're right. Um, so for a while it was literally just running and hit 
workouts, like high intensity workouts. And then after I had my sons, I started doing insanity, Mm. the insanity workouts. I did a lot of like home workouts. So I started to get an idea about like, oh, okay, you know, push ups, squats, like I started to learn a little bit. And then a year after that is when I, I actually um, found a trainer online and started to um, do some online coaching. And she taught me a lot about strength training. And that was like my first experience walking onto the weight floor. Yeah. Like the only girl on the weight floor. Yeah. To let's talk about out. that. Let's talk about yeah. that. You know how much I love talking about that. Was that scary AF or what? Oh, it was so scary. But um, even though I was shy, I was really good about being like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate now about helping women. But back then, I, don't, I just remember like YouTubing. Yeah. <laughs> I would use YouTube and social media. That was when Instagram was coming out. It wasn't really that popular, but I did meet her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I would like look up workouts online. Um, but pretty much just go in and copy what I saw on YouTube yeah. and try to figure it out. And then, you know, you start to build relationships. Like if you're going to the same gym, same time every day and the guys notice I was trying to learn and they'd come up and, you know, help me out with my form. And I tried to, um, be really accepting of that. I know some people get offended, but I tried to just be open-minded that, you know, remembering that I am new to this and they've been here for a while. Um, and eventually I started to out train them. So that was cool. But yeah, I was gonna say that's one of like my favorite qualities about Sarah is that she's so willing to be coached and accepting mm-hmm. feedback and stuff like that. And I think that's just like such a huge part of your journey, because you're always looking to learn from people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really helped me a lot is not being like a brat about it and being like, yes, can you please fix my, my lat pull down? Cause I'm not sure if I'm hitting the right muscle. Mm. And you know, even now in the gym and now I've been a trainer for three years, like, like I'll notice doing an exercise, I'm pulling with my biceps instead of my, my back and someone will correct me. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Cause like, why waste the workout? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> way of looking at it. If I'm yeah. here working back and I keep pulling with my bicep, I'm totally missing the muscle group. Yeah. So I definitely recommend everyone to just be coachable. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's like you're wasting a workout. You're not even hitting a back workout if you're not doing right. it. It's yeah. like, actually, you hit bicep three times this week. Yeah. So right now, what would you say your favorite type of fitness is? Oh, man. Woo. <laughs> well, Melissa's been to my gym. I Oh, I tell love- us about Drive Fit because that place is like something I've never experienced, but I'm obsessed with it. Right. It's such an awesome gym. So my gym has, we do a lot of interval training, um, heavy lifting, but in interval training. So that's, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. So I love heavy lifting because I love the feeling I get from it. And I love um, watching my body change and I love picking up a heavier weight every week, like seeing the progress that my body's making. So I definitely have to say strength training, but I do love sneaking burpees in there. Like I'm still a cardio junkie at at heart. Like I love cardio, but I know that in order to change my body, I have to do resistance training. So um, uh, the strength training and, you know, high intensity mixed together did you guys hear that little nugget right there if you're trying to build your body you need to use resistance you have to lift ladies i'm telling you i used to be a pancake butt a pancake butt we don't want pancake butt nope nobody ever wrote a song about a flat butt (laughs) (laughs) but i will if it makes you feel better (laughs)
<laughs> yeah, let's let's work on that song. <laughs> yeah, so I went to one of her workouts at Drive Custom Fit in Salem, New Hampshire. And she was instructing and she put me with a group of three other guys. And of course, knowing me, I had to keep up with the same weight that all the guys were using. And mind you guys, this is 60 minutes and you're not stopping. Nope, no breaks. 60 minutes. And it was so much fun. The energy in the room was freaking phenomenal, but I couldn't walk for a solid week after. I believe it just like the mix of heavy lifting and just like the more higher intensity stuff was insane it was awesome that was such a good workout yeah Mm -hmm. so you've always really been a class person right I love group workouts I do even like my certification as a trainer I my last renewal I did group certificate group um fitness like I just got specialized because I just absolutely love the group feeling the community like, you know, I take class with my friends at the gym and we laugh, we push each other. I just, I, I love it. Mm. Honestly, when I'm lifting on the floor, if it, unless it's leg day, because leg day, it's all focus. focus. <laughs> like, I have a hard time. Like, yeah. I mean, I know what I'm doing and I know it's like, I, I know how to work out, but just the group, I don't know. And you know, because when you got into that group, you yeah. turned into a superhuman. You yeah. just like turn into a whole nother person, just like pushing yourself, pushing each other. It's just an amazing experience. I love it. Yeah. I've always been the type of person to work out on my own. I don't know why. I just, mm-hmm. When I'm in the gym, I just tend to not like people. I don't know what it is, but I just like, I've always been the type of person to work out alone and just have that tunnel vision. But then like when I was in that class setting, it's true, the energy and just like you're constantly pushing each other. It was something like I've never experienced. So for all of you listeners, if you're like intimidated of the weight room, go find a resistance class and start off in a group setting because it's a nice way to learn, to see proper form, to be pushed by other people. I think one of the biggest things I took away from leaving that class was I actually waste a lot of time when I'm in the gym by myself. I'm not pushing myself nearly enough because in one hour we did way more exercises than I ever would in one hour by myself at the gym. Right. Right. And then you got the trainer yelling time and stuff too. So like Mm -hmm. somebody's keeping track of your time. So sometimes what I'll do, I'll mess around and I'll put a timer on when I'm lifting, Mm -hmm. like just to kind of keep myself on track. Yeah. I think I might want to start doing that too. Like just using like the timer app on my phone when I'm Mm -hmm. lifting alone, because that's a good idea. Using time, it does really push you. If you look over and you see that you only have 30 seconds left, you're probably going to push yourself a little bit harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So what are some of the valuable lessons that you've learned through fitness? Oh my goodness. Oh man. When I always say just keep going, like Mm -hmm. I know for, especially for women, for me, it's, I I feel like it took forever to really build lean muscle and change my body. And one day I woke up and I was like, Oh wow. Is that a curve? Like, (laughs) do you have curves? Um, you know, so like just reminding yourself that like, you just have to keep going. Um, I saw this awesome quote the other day on Instagram, like quitting won't make it happen any faster. Like you have to just keep getting up and showing up for yourself. And another thing I always say in my classes is like, it's your body, your results, like you're showing up for yourself. So just keep going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about being a mom and just oh. keep going. Oh yeah. So by the way, 
<laughs> By the way, uh, during all of this, I, I had my children young. So I have two sons. I'm 31 and one is eight and one is 11. Woo! So they've been on this journey with me and they have a hate love relationship with it. <laughs> they, they don't necessarily like going to the gym all the time and they don't like the mommy always chooses the healthier foods. But um, I think it's also, it's been awesome showing them that I do persevere and I do keep going and I do get stronger and, you know, like they see that I'm a hard worker. And I think that's really, really important for your kids to watch, especially sons. Um, they are mama's boys, but, and they, they just like, they're so proud of me. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love, love, love that. It is definitely a challenge juggling fitness, nutrition, being a mom, being a full-time employee, I'm a nurse, and I work as a trainer. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's so freaking worth it um, to be healthy and a strong mom. It's just so powerful, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like Some people tell me, I don't know how you do it, and I'm like, I just, you have... I don't have a choice. Like this is my life. Like mm. fitness is already such a huge part of my life that it's like the gym is going to happen. Like there's no, Oh, am I going to go today? No, I know I'm, I'm going to feel so much better. And I show up so much better for my family and my children after I have a nice workout and my head's clear. I'm ready to go high energy. Like we just show up so much better when we're taking good care of ourselves. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let that marinate for a minute. Cause that, yes. That is the truth. I tell all, all my mom clients that like, cause they, they look at it as a chore and I try to like help them flip their mindset. Like it's not a chore. Like you're doing this for yourself, your health, your body and your family. Because if you're at home, stressed, overwhelmed, sad, depressed, nobody wants to be around that energy. No, no. go to the gym. Even if you get on the treadmill and run for 30 minutes, you're still going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. It's just like this release. It's this release that you're just not going to find many other places, if anywhere. Absolutely. It's such a healthy outlet. It's so cool to instill that in your kids because whether they like it or not, that they have to go to the little daycare in the gym or whatever it may be, it's still Mm -hmm. instilling that into their, into their lifestyle at the same time. I know. And my older son actually asked me if he could work out with me. So that was really powerful. Yesterday, we had a really good conversation. He's like, oh, I want to work out with you. So it's, it's really exciting to watch. So how do you have like this compassion for yourself when you really want to do something, whether it's staying on your nutrition plan or going to the gym and something gets in your way? How do you not take it like too hard on yourself? Mm. Something I learned from Bay. <laughs> Melissa, um, is to focus, focus on your wins for the day. Yeah. And I've also shared, been sharing this with my clients as well. Like, so I went recently, I went from going to the gym five or six times a week to four. Boo-hoo, right? Like yeah. I still get to go there a lot. Yeah. Um, but for me at the beginning, I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to have good results. I'm going to like, I'm going to feel crappy, this, that, and the other. But instead of, you know, dwelling on that because I do have to show up for work. I do have to be there for my kids. I can't just live in the gym. I'm focusing on what I'm doing well on my days off as far as nutrition, um, moving around with the kids and taking the stairs instead, you know, instead of the elevator. And then the days I am in the gym, I'm going like all in, like working as hard as possible because I know, like I I say a lot in in my classes that, you know, you get, some of you only get this one hour today to work out. So you have to give 110%. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I do when I do show up. And then when I'm not able to do something, if something gets in the way, I just have to focus on what I'm doing right. Like it's a little more motivation as well to stay on track nutritionally too. Mm. I try to give myself a pat on the back. Like, oh, okay, you had you had your meals, you were on track, you had all six meals, you're tracking in my fitness pal, you know, whatever, like I'm doing well that day. Yeah. That's awesome. Because it's so easy to get like tied up in the fact that like you're super bummed out because you didn't make it to the gym or you had that cheat meal. And it's just like, that's a waste of energy. It's an absolute waste of energy to be upset with yourself. Like get over it and move on. Yeah, exactly. And I spent so many years like that. Yeah, I'm I'm bloated now because I didn't go to the gym. Like you can't, that's not going to change your day, you know? And so I agree. It's wasted energy. It just... You're better off staying positive and focusing on what you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Yep, for real. And it's funny, I'm talking about this because this morning I pressed snooze instead of getting up and going down to the gym and sitting on the bike like I told myself I would. And I was laying there in bed and I was like, I could either be really upset with myself right now and let it impact my day, or I could just be compassionate to myself and know that I needed a little extra rest and just get back to it tomorrow. And it's just so easy to get caught up on being so disappointed in ourselves that it actually like ruins our progress. And you mm-hmm. have to find this fine balance between being, being consistent with yourself and also being compassionate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about motivation. What do you do to keep yourself fired up? Because we all have good days. We all have bad days. So on those harder days, what are you doing to keep yourself fueled? Oh, man. I'm, I'm always motivated. Right? <laughs> but let's talk like, a little bit I'm about the kidding. personal development because you also yes. rush personal Oh, yeah. Yes. So every single day... Um, whether it's as soon as I wake up or before it has to be before work because I need it to have a great day at work. Mm-hmm. I listen to something inspiring, something motivational, something powerful um, for at least 15 minutes. I aim for 30, but if not, if I don't have 30 minutes, at least 15 minutes in the morning, um, I really encourage everyone to find something positive, motivating that you can listen to a podcast, a YouTube um, a book, an audio book. I, you know, sometimes I hit an audio book that I'm enjoying. Um, I have certain people on YouTube that I love to watch and listen to, um, podcasts. I listen to Bay's podcast. I have a few other powerful women that I follow, um, Instagram. Like if you have some powerful, um, obviously not every account is super powerful, but I do, um, intentionally follow like some women empowerment, um, Instagram. So they'll post something cool in the morning or their story will say something powerful. Um, So I really am intentional about finding something to fire me up every single morning, every single day. And I surround myself with people that are on the same mission. So if you can imagine, Melissa is one of my best friends. So that says a lot about the people that are in my life and keeping me going. Yeah, you are so great at surrounding yourself, like surrounding yourself. You should see her space. Like she's got quotes and she's got inspiration everywhere. And it's huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's huge when you surround yourself with it. It's, it becomes such a part of your life. Oh, yeah. I'm so intentional with that. And even like clothing, like I don't, I'm sure you guys notice like all like the trend of the motivational clothing. I will intentionally buy a shirt that speaks to me. Like I have one that says um, empowered woman 
um, have another one that on the pocket that says inspire, like that stuff is all intentional because I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, it's such a nice reminder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yeah. You have to make it become a part of your lifestyle. And then you wake up every day and it's like ready yeah. to go. And if you're not ready to go, you press play and it brings you back. Brings exactly. you back to your why and why you're pushing forward and why you're trying to design this lifestyle for yourself. Absolutely. Ah, I don't want this to end. <laughs> I know. We're going to come back and do a part two. I promise you, you'll see Sarah a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But where can the listeners find you right now? Where can they connect with you and hang out with you? In the meantime? Oh, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I love Insta. My Insta's lady24fit underscore. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. It's Instagram's just like the best way to stay connected. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, and she's <laughs> always storying too, just like me. So if you're an Instagram story fiend, definitely follow her for sure. Yeah, hit me up. It's so fun, like being able to watch other people's life. Like that's what I love about Instagram because unfortunately I don't necessarily have time to like sit and just watch YouTube videos. So Instagram story is just like the quick, small, digestible way to like see people's lifestyle. It's really fun. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. So before we wrap things up, what would you say is one piece of advice that you could just leave the listeners with? One piece of advice. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. You can say it in so many ways, but loving yourself is literally the key for me. It, finding self-love set, literally set me free. Because now that I'm so in love with myself, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't like me, likes me, loves me, hates me, doesn't agree with what I'm doing. It doesn't matter because I love myself so much and I believe in myself so much that I'm going to continue to show up and do what I love no matter what. So Mm -hmm. that's um, really been the key to just being free and being myself, like unapologetically, like just being Sarah, like it's, I don't even know how else to say it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's the most exciting feeling once you get it. There. really is. It seriously yeah. is. How do you, how I, do you think you got your, there? Like, what if there's people listening right now that are like, I want to mm-hmm. do that, but I don't know how to get there. Mm. Accepting yourself, forgiving yourself, forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Forgiveness is such a huge part of it. Forgiving yourself for the decisions that you've made in the past. Because I always say that where we are right now is, um, we've got there based on all of our act, our own actions and decisions that we made throughout life. Right. So I'm here right now because of everything that I've decided to do and say, um, so I always say like, okay, forgiving myself and accepting the decisions that I've made that brought me here and, um, forgiving the people in your life that you may be holding on to like hate or, um, holding grudges. Like you have to forgive those people in order to really find that self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Mel, we've actually done an activity where like we had to write a letter to people forgiving them. And that was huge for me. Like I had to forget, I had to write a letter to the woman that shot my father, forgiving her, um, mm-hmm. you know, and other people that have hurt me in my life, forgiving them. And going through that process has literally brought me to this place of freedom where I can just unapologetically be me, love myself no matter what. And yeah. It's been amazing. I'm so happy you just brought up forgiveness because it's it's a very hard step to make, right? Especially if you're holding on to something so tight, it's really hard to let go and forgive. But it's like, 
it's like this euphoric feeling once you mm-hmm. do, once you've truly deeply forgiven yourself or somebody else, it just allows so much room in your life for abundance to flow into. Yeah, so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. So yeah, I think that is like one of the number one steps in self-love is making sure yeah. that you can master the whole forgiveness thing. Yeah, seriously. Because it really holds a lot of people back. It does. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's scary, but you can do scary shit. You can handle it. Yes. You have to do scary shit to grow. You have to. And if you're scared to do it alone, then cling on to somebody else. Like the two of us, we cling on to each other all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show for the first time, but this will not be the last time. (laughs) Absolutely not. Thank you for having me, babe. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Isn't Sarah amazing? I just love her so much. I just love her passion. It's absolutely contagious. I'm really grateful because I just have so many amazing friends and so many of you listeners who are really grasping hold of the Beautifully Built mission and helping me spread it. So I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm always looking for more people who want to help spread the Beautifully Built mission. So if you have not gone to beautifullybuiltshop.com yet and gotten yourself like a little crop top or a tank top, we've got hoodies, mugs, all different gear to help rep the brand. So I would love to see you repping the brand. Definitely make sure you take some awesome pictures. Tag me on Instagram. I would love to feature some of you on the website. So make sure you head by beautifullybuiltshop.com. Check out what we have to offer. Grab yourself something. Tag me. Take some pictures. Be proud to rock the brand. I love you guys so much. See you in the next episode.